Want to be confident when talking about yourself and explaining what you do? Join my free 21-day confidence building course. You'll learn how to construct a personal elevator pitch, learn how to not be awkward in social situations, how to have awesome conversations, among other important skills to help you crush life. Best of all, it's free. Sign up now at freeconfidencecourse.com. From the C Method, my name is Christina Cantors, and this is Stand Out Get Noticed, the podcast that helps you communicate with confidence and clarity so you can get what you want in business and in life. To subscribe to the show and download the back catalogue, go to thecmethod.com slash podcast. Hello and welcome back to the show. My name's Christina Cantors and I am your host and this is episode 25. This episode is all about creating a powerful personal brand. Now, the other weekend I went to a, a key person of influence seminar and a key person of influence is, well, it's a company, KPI for short, KPI. They help you develop your personal brand so that you become known as one of well, the key people of influence in your industry. Now, they say that KPIs get all the good opportunities. They have awesome connections. Clients will seek them out instead of the other way around, and they can charge a premium for their services, and clients are happy to pay it. Sounds pretty good, huh? Well, it got me thinking about personal branding and and how having a strong personal brand is is so important to building your credibility and influence so that others whether it's potential clients or employers or the CEO of your company notice you and want to work with you and as i was thinking about this i remembered a really interesting conversation i had last year with personal branding expert author and my good friend andrew ford of social star now, Andrew helps people look good online so they can be found by the right people. And he believes that if you create an awesome image, people will be drawn to you instead of having you chase them and try and get their attention. And in this conversation, we talk about how you can make this happen for yourself. I wanted to share this interview again because I personally know that it works. I've had clients approach me just from what they've seen on my LinkedIn profile and my blogs, which has been really, really cool because I haven't had to do anything really. Now, just uh, for your information, we mention students a few times because that's who the last podcast was for, but the stuff we talk about is absolutely 100% applicable to business owners and young professionals who want more influence in their industry or workplace. Also, you may hear some sirens in the background because I was in New York at the time when we did this interview. So if you want to build more influence in your industry, if you want to attract the right people to you instead of you having to chase them, then definitely keep listening because this episode has a lot of juicy stuff for you to get your teeth into. Show notes for this episode will be at thecmethod.com slash brand. Alrighty, let's get to it. My backstory is really I started off in corporations. So I worked for gigantic companies like Hewlett Packard and IBM and Telstra down here in Australia, the largest telco. And I was doing marketing. So I, I've always worked with customers doing loyalty marketing, digital marketing. And then when social media came about, um, I, I really focused on that since the MySpace days, you know, before Twitter and Facebook were even around. So I had a deep experience running programs in that, and and what I found was that 
people started to come to me and ask for my advice. And I was lecturing at university at the time. And as I got all of these inquiries, I, I thought, well, you know, people really value the, the information I have. Um, but I didn't want to market brands. I didn't want to market products, I should say. Um, you know, I'd marketed phones and I'd marketed technology and websites. But I really liked people. You know, I'm a real people person. And by understanding myself, I constructed a business around what I really love to do. And what I really love to do is to help individuals start their own business and get online and be able to make money from the thing that they truly, um, you know, value the most. So that's sort of how I got into it. And we've been running for a couple of years now and, you know, it's proved very successful. Okay, so a lot of this, I know a lot of your clients are, are people that want these personal brands created. Now, what what is a personal brand? Sure, great question. So a personal brand to me is everything that I can see online before I meet you. So when we look at personal branding from our perspective, before I meet the person, um, I will Google them, I will look at the image view, I will see what links come up, I will look at their website, I'll look at their Facebook and Pinterest and Twitter and blog and YouTube and, and all of their social presence. And what that will do is it will give me uh, a picture, if you like, of what the person is like and what the business is like. So, for instance, um, is the site easy to use? Is it in a modern template? Um, do they seem friendly and engaging or do they seem unapproachable? Is it, is it really easy to contact them or have they hidden all their details and they don't want you to call them? You know, how do they write their words? Is it written by them or is it, you know, you can tell it's written by a copywriter? So all of those things are little nuances that we interpret in our brain and we form an opinion about people. And I, I actually started the business working just with celebrities because celebrities in, in my in my business and my, my social circle, I knew a few of them and they needed help in, you know, lifting their brands to get more opportunities. And And people don't know celebrities. They only know them from their social media and from their digital presence. And it's the same is true for everybody. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many business meetings I've had where someone's approached me for whatever reason, a partnership or, or to be a client, and they look me up online and then they come to the meeting and they have this expectation that I'm going to be this sort of person. And, and it's only based on what I put out there online. So a personal brand is more than just me telling people what I do. It's actually a really, really effective sales tool. So I have many meetings today. I had one yesterday, in fact, where a client came to my to the meeting, already convinced that I was the right person, already knowing what they should do, that already started the process. They just wanted to make sure I matched the brand in real life. They couldn't wait to sign up. And and you know, for me that was an amazing thing because you know they had made all of these decisions in their mind that oh this guy seems credible and he's written a book and you know he seems to have a good process and he's got lots of recommendations. Therefore, kind of, I've already done that thought process. I don't, he doesn't need to convince me. All he needs to do is match his brand in real life, and I'm sold. So it's a great pre-selling tool if you can do it correctly. Okay, so, so you're a business owner, and you have clients. What about people like, say, a student right now who doesn't have their own company? They're not a celebrity. They don't really have that sort of personal brand out there. Why is it important? for them to start thinking about themselves as a brand? Great question. The, I originally started with celebrities, but I, I was lecturing at university at the time, as I mentioned, and I'm still continuing to lecture at university and I do you know, presentation at scout groups and different community organisations for young people. 
And I always ask the question, you know, who has LinkedIn and who has Facebook and who has Instagram? And, and it's amazing to me that people who are at university level and just about to go out into the workforce are not adopting business tools. We think that the, you know, the younger generations are all so digital savvy and so social media savvy and they understand how to use a technology that's ingrained into their life but they're not thinking of themselves as a, as a brand or as something that they need to promote in order to get what they want. And it's not about self-promotion, it's about being present and there. So for instance, uh, LinkedIn is the essential business tool to get a job. It is the one, you need to be there. Um, Facebook, in fact, gets more people fired than hired. So be, <laughs> I always say be protective of that, and, and, and particularly Instagram because it's a more open medium as well. So you've got to have a great LinkedIn presence, and you've got to go out and just say what you want. This is what I do. This is what I love to do. Here's my goals for the future, um, and here's my skills. And, and the thing is that in the old days, you would have to go and apply for jobs and apply for jobs and apply for jobs, and, and that is still true. However... People who have creativity and people who can create something online to really position themselves well, they will be found. And I experienced this myself is you know, part of my story is that when I was working in corporations and I sort of discovered this online presence and I started building my profile, I kept getting poached out of big company into another big company. And of course, when they come to me, I can just demand the salary that I, that I desire. And so I kept skipping jobs, you know, more frequently because people kept coming to me and, and offering me more. But if I was going to them, the whole dynamic is changed. So the essence of what I teach is attraction marketing. You want people to find you and come to you and offer you what you want rather than you have to go out and sell yourself. So it's attraction and not selling. And it's the same for a student as it is for um, a business person or a celebrity. You want to be able to put your stuff online and people find you. And, and the really interesting thing about students is it's an extremely competitive market. It's very hard to get into the big companies. Uh, it's very hard to get attention. And the thing that will differentiate you is creativity because it's not volume of content. It's the quality of what you put out there. Example, a friend of mine who uh, I was going to create an iPhone app with uh, a few years ago, he got a job as a as a digital person in a, in one of the biggest advertising agencies in Australia. And what he did, instead of submitting a resume with, oh, I went to school here and here's my skills and you know, here's a bit of what I'm like, he took this really creative photo of him in a pool, in one of those rubber rings, having a cocktail with his sunglasses on, and just wrote his title at the top. I think it was digital strategist or something and blew it up and printed it out in a big you know, A3 format and just sent that in. And that was so, <laughs> it, it just cut through so much compared to every other resume that they went, I've got to meet this guy. And, and he's super creative and he got the job, right? So do something different to stand out. Yes, you have to have LinkedIn, you have to have those things, but how do you position yourself? Oh, I'm an architecture student. Wow, that's exciting, you know. So what, right? How are you gonna position yourself to be something different to everybody else. And, and it's got to be something that's organic to you. So don't look outside and go, well, you know, that person's like this and that worked for them. You've got to go inside yourself and go, what makes me different and what drives me and then get that out online. And that's really the, the juice of it is that I dig within people to pull out their, 
their inner essence and put that online because that's the bit that really resonates with people. That's the, that's the real meat. Okay, so we've talked about LinkedIn and I think, yeah, there'd be a lot of people going, okay, sure, I go on LinkedIn, I put all my experiences and stuff on there. What other platforms can people start using in order to start building this, this image of themselves, this personal brand? Great question. So, so it depends, it's horses for courses. So I always go through a process of understanding people before I build their profile and it goes down to their values. So what are they, what's important to them in their lives? Their personality. So if you're very outgoing or you introverted or you highly detailed or highly creative, I look at where they want to go. What are their goals? So once you understand all of that, you'll find the medium that suits your personality and your specific situation. So if you are a real detailed oriented organized people person that loves to write, but you don't necessarily like uh, an extrovert, don't love to be around people, write a blog. Perfect. Perfect medium. You can sit in your bedroom and do it and, and cr- put your brand out there in, in a blog. Now, my idea of a blog is that it comes from your personal website. The thing that differentiates you from everybody else is your name and your face. So put your brand, your face and your name out there in a personal website. That's probably number one. Just buy your name as a URL, you know, www.andrewford.com.au and put that out there and have your blog attached to there with your photo. So that's, that's the first step in addition to LinkedIn. Now, if your specific personality traits and whatever is more visual, well, maybe you should think of something like Instagram or Pinterest because then you might say, well, I love doing photography. I'll use that as the way to talk about my you know, my brand. So, so let's say you're a, um, you're an architecture student. So I could blog about architecture and here's some, you know, great designs and here's, you know, some people I really respect. Um, and here's my thoughts on it. Or you could take photos of beautiful architecture and put them on Pinterest. Or you could do your own sketches and put them into a, I don't know, a Prezi, you know, presentation and put them on your LinkedIn account. So it really depends on what type of skills you have and how you want to go out to market. Now, I'm an extrovert and I love people. I love networking with people. I get my energy from being around people. So what I do is I go out and I network and I, when people ask me what I do, I say something that's quite compelling and they get really interested and they go, oh, that's interesting. So I don't say I'm a digital, I'm a marketing person. I don't say that I do personal branding necessarily. I give them the solution. So I said, um, I have people attract opportunities that I don't have to sell. People normally go, oh, that's cool. How do you do that? And then I explain, oh, well, you know, I, I run a business called Social Star and we do personal branding and we help people look really good online so that they can be found. And when people find them, they convert. Now, really, at the essence, I'm a marketing person. That's, that's kind of what I do. But what I've done is I've chosen to focus on a specific niche that I really love. I love people. I love branding. I love helping people start their businesses. And so that's really what you know, turns me on. So, by focusing on that area, when I'm talking about it, I'm super excited. Mm. I'm enthusiastic. I genuinely want to hear their story and I want to help them and they feel it. You know, this is why the congruency with your values and your personality is so important because you can't sell something you don't love. And because I do love it and I do, you know, people feel it, they feel my certainty and my certainty overcomes any doubts that they have. Okay, so yeah, so it's like having your your brand in person matching up to the brand, which is the images and the blog and the um and the creative stuff that you put online for the world to see. It's like having that match up 
right? So that it all makes Correct. sense. Yeah. And I might add as well, like right. if anyone, if anyone's thinking of they want to start a blog or they want to um, put photographs on Pinterest or whatever, it really needs to be something that you are passionate about because if you're not passionate about it, you will not be able to keep it up because it's, you know, it's hard work doing that sort of thing. Um, and I know like a lot of design students, they're really, really busy. There's just almost like there's so much going on. There's a huge workload. And I know a lot of people are probably thinking, I don't have time to start a blog. What advice do you have for students who are just short on time? I mean, like how, how important is it to actually establish these sort of this, these sorts of personal branding platforms? Yeah, great. So, so you hit the nail on the head is that they're busy doing the things that they're, you know, that are important to them. And this goes back to values. Don't choose, this is why I direct people into activities that match their values. Because if it's not important to you, you know what? You just won't do it. You know, find out something you do love and make sure it fits into your life's stage, you know, as I said before. So if you're a design student and you're creating beautiful designs, take a photo of them, put them on Pinterest. You know, it's not, not that difficult. That's, yeah, that's sharing easy. your content. And it's part of what you're doing every single day. Or you might be the sort of person you're living in New York City, there's beautiful, you know, buildings, there's beautiful designs everywhere. You just might take photos and then put them onto Instagram. And that's representative of the things that you love. And it tells people about you because you're sharing parts of you with them. Okay, so having a personal brand is clearly important if you're looking to get a job or if you're running your own business. But I was curious to know, what about when you're happily in your job and you have no intention of moving on in the near future? Is having a personal brand still important? I get that question all the time from students and, and it's, a, it's, a be- it's a brilliant question. The difference between corporations 50 years ago towards today is that there isn't job security. It just doesn't exist. So unless you work for perhaps the military or, or the government, um, in any big corporation, people come and go. It's more transitory. I mean, the statistics supported in terms of length of employment service. And so really what it is, is finding a role that best suits your values. And, and I had 20 great years in, in corporations. I learned enormous amounts. I met great people. I traveled the world. You know, I did amazing things. I'm, I'm really grateful for that. So I, I loved it. And I, I don't say working for companies bad, but it does challenge your values. And I think that uh, I remember when uh, I left one of my particular companies when they closed my division down and I was prepared. You know, I was like, I saw the signs. I was already had jobs lined up. It was no problem. But one of my colleagues freaked out and she's like, how am I ever going to get a job? I'm not skilled enough to get another job. I said, if you're not skilled enough to get another job, why should this company keep you on board? It's up to you to manage your own career the way you would manage your own business. Your career is your business. And if you think a company is going to hold on to you because they're just nice people, that ain't going to happen. Companies, you're a factor of production for them to make money for their shareholders generally. So therefore, you need to be the best you to match what they want. And the only way you can keep ahead of the curve is to have a really great brand and, and for people like LinkedIn and keep your, you know, your own thought process going. Cause you know what? It'll get your promotions. It'll get other companies coming looking for you. Um, and it keeps your skills, you know, up to date. So whenever something happens, you're prepared. Mm. What would you say to someone who is feeling a bit shy about 
you know, selling themselves in this sense or someone who is concerned that they'll just come across as, as bragging or showing off if they're putting, you know, putting all their work out there going, you know, look at me, this is, you know, look at all my skills. You know, I know a lot of people feel self-conscious about doing that. What would you, what would you say to those people? So it, it, it's a common question and I get it from mostly the personality types that are more introverted or they're more down to earth. Um, people from the country, oh, I don't want to brag about myself. You know what? It's not about you. <laughs> it's about the service that you're providing to other people. So, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I talk about a personal business formed out of, you know, who you are and for the service of other people. And I put my face on my book, you know, which was, you know, my editor didn't like. She's like, you know, put your face in your book, you know, you're not that famous. And I said, it's not about being famous. It's the fact that I'm talking, I'm encouraging people to put themselves out there, put themselves on the line. Um, and, and you do need to do it a little bit. You've got to put your photo out there and, and to talk about yourself. However, I don't talk about Andrew Ford and go, Andrew Ford's wonderful and Andrew Ford is this and does this. What I talk about is how I help other people. So I'm talking about a third party thing. So if you're a design student and you're really passionate about a, a particular sort of design, you're not talking about you. You're talking about your passion for this type of design. You know, for me, I'm really passionate about how businesses um, uh, should be formed for the service of others. And if you love what you do and you love the service you provide others, they'll love you, you make money, it all works well. You're more satisfied in your life, you'll be a better parent, you'll be a better partner. The world will be a better place, basically, is my, you know, is my holy grail. Um, so it's not about you big noting yourself. Um, it's about you sharing your passion because other people want to hear it. You know, people generally want to connect with people that share the same passions. Now, I was reading your book, Creating a Powerful Brand, and in Chapter 5, you talk about examining where your brand is now. And the first step you mentioned in there is to Google yourself. And you actually wrote that, like, everyone does this, and but to be honest, I don't. I think... I don't know. I just, I just, I just don't do it. But as soon as I read that, the first thing I did was Google myself and it was interesting to, to see what came up. Now, do employers these days Google people? Is that the first thing that they do when they get an application from someone or do they just go to LinkedIn? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting point. And, and I, I just thought everyone would Google themselves, but I'm constantly surprised when people go, oh, I've never done that. I'm like, don't you want to see what people are seeing about you? And, and I do this in presentations. I choose someone in the audience and I say, what's your name? And I start Googling them and they, they freak out. They're like, oh my God, don't show anyone. I'm like, this is publicly available information. <laughs> anyone, anyone can, can see this. this. <laughs> it's not private. <laughs> or you show them the Facebook profile. They're like, oh my God. I'm like, this is, everybody can see this. So one of the investors in my, in Social Star is an employment agency because they know the future of recruitment is actually in branding employees or people to, to get jobs. So that's why I've invested in my business. And I sit in their big office and every day I see them do their jobs of you know, matching p- candidates to employers. The first thing they do is look up in LinkedIn and the second thing they do is they Google every single person. Wow. And they try and find out as much as possible. And I've been, I can't tell you how many companies I've been to and I talk about, you know, protection of their company brand by me researching all of their stuff and seeing what I can find and protecting them because anything that has, say on Facebook you say I work in this company, if I Google that company, you will come up and I'll be able to see anything that you have out there 
because you've connected those two things. So I, when I work with big companies, it's protection as well as using employees for promotion, but absolutely they Google you. Wow. Every single company I've, I've worked for Googles their employees. You know, you, you'd be naive to think that they don't. And, and don't think they can't find things. You know, I mean, Instagram's not exactly private, and I, I see a lot of stuff on there, and it concerns me because you know, the people who have grown up with technology so natively share everything in their, in their lives from a young age, and then they go into the workforce, and it's the opposite. Right? It's not just their friends. It's now publicly you know, consumable information for, for corporations. And the difference is this. If I, I live in Australia and I'm near the beach. So if I go to the beach, I put on a pair of board shorts, I line the sand, it's all good, right? But if I was having a work meeting, I wouldn't walk into that work meeting in a pair of board shorts with no top, right? Because that would be uncomfortable, it would be unsuitable. You take all these selfie photos of yourself out at parties or having fun, and that's great, but that's not suitable for the workplace. So when you go for a job, it's jarring for, to look up your Facebook photos and see photos of you partying in a bikini, all of those sort of things, because they're sitting at work and it just seems unusual. And, and it's not wrong, it's just, um, it's just not a business context. So my advice to people is when they're starting to look for a job, just make it private. That's all you have to do. Just make it private, your friends can see it, you can still do the same activity, but present what can be found in a professional manner. And, you know, that, that might be restrictive, but it's kind of just the way it is. You know, we have to, we have to control what our brand is um, when we're going for a certain thing, like a job or a you know, university interview, or et cetera. Yeah, so this image we're putting out is just like, as you said right at the start, so that that image is consistent. Because if you, you could have an amazing professional LinkedIn profile, and then, but if someone can just Google you and find all these photos of you drunk and throwing up in the toilet on Facebook, then that's going to completely undermine that beautiful LinkedIn profile that, that, that they're also looking at. So, um, that's, yeah, really 100%. good point there. Just let's think about it like this. If you're going to go on a date, you know, with someone you really like, you're going to present yourself in the best manner. And you don't necessarily want that date to, you know, see you later on in that night <laughs> doing crazy things or, you know, um, you know, you don't share all of the things that you think they wouldn't like. You gradually get, let them know you. That's the same as in business. So at the start, you wear a suit to your interview. You know, you have a great LinkedIn profile. You know, you might party and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but you just don't bring your party to the interview, right? <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's timing and it's positioning at the, for what you want at the time. Yeah. That's perfect. That's awesome advice. And I highly encourage everyone to really take that on board and go Google yourself and see what is the image that you are putting out there right now. And then, and then start thinking about how can, how can you present yourself through social media and through all these various platforms, um, in, in order to actually really make that good, consistent impression. Andrew, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today and thank you so much for sharing all your expertise with us. Uh, if people want to get in touch with you and learn more about you and what and what you do, where can they find you? Uh, the best place is go to andrewford.com.au. Uh, all of my social media links are on there. Um, you can join my blog and there's information about my book and, and so forth on there. Go and have a look and uh, we'd love to chat with you. Again, you can find Andrew's site at andrewford.com.au or you can check out the show notes at thecmethod.com slash brand. I'll have all the links in there. 
Now, your challenge this week is to Google yourself and see what comes up. Are you creating a positive image of yourself online? And is it is it consistent? And is that how you want others to view you? Now, I don't care if you're a student, a small business owner, CEO, senior manager or job seeker, whatever, be aware of what image you're painting of yourself online because you can be sure as hell someone else is looking at it, whether you like it or not. Big thanks again to Andrew Ford for generously sharing his time on the podcast. And speaking of sharing things, I'll actually be sharing the stage with Andrew on the 16th of October at the speaking event, Fight for Your Why, which I'm very excited about and I'm so honoured to have been asked to speak. So if you're in Melbourne on Friday, the 16th of October, you are cordially invited by myself to come along. I'll put links to the event in the show notes again at thecmethod.com slash brand. I am super excited. I'd love to see you there. Alrighty, and that's a wrap on episode 25. Thanks for being awesome and lending me your ears today. And I will see you next week. I'm Christina Cantors, and this has been Stand Up, Get Noticed. Get Noticed.